Surprise, motherfuckers. Surprise, motherfucker. Welcome back to a big boner episode of the Burning Podcast. I'm Mel, your favorite big city heathen. And I'm back, your suave, smooth, spicy Satanist. So, Mel, how was what was your favorite part of the convention? Mm, a con. It was the spankies. If you yes, know, you I know. think I'm I'm still bruised. I'm having trouble. You do sitting. know. Uh, Damn right. Yeah, for those Damn who right. don't know, uh we <laughs> we were doing Bible spankies. Yeah. Mostly Mel. She was spanking people with the Bible really they, loudly. They love me. They love me. People so. at other booths were like, what the fuck is happening <laughs> over there? <laughs> Very surprised that we didn't did not get kicked out <laughs> on day one. <laughs> God yeah, damn it. next to the sign on the on the wall that says, "If you are being harassed, <laughs> harassed, harassed, <laughs> if you're being it. harassed, god damn it, god damn it." But yeah, no, I clapped both them cheeks, and well, yeah, Jesus said to turn the other cheek. So there's that. Or I did like both, that. so you know, yeah, turned both. <laughs> but uh, but I yes, definitely did. Uh, <laughs> you did, yeah. I I enjoyed myself. <laughs> Oh, I forgot to show everybody that our good friend Lynn bought us a parachute Jesus. Yes. Tell, but look at it. He's so tiny. Yes. But uh, I don't know if there's still video. I don't know if you have it or not. But Beth, like, was the eighth floor or sixth yes. floor? He threw parachute. He has risen Jesus. Yeah. No, he, he's risen right. Off of the eighth fucking floor of the hotel. <laughs> like, what? I mean, it did very well. He also, Jesus did end up in my cleavage at one point. I have a video of that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was it was a good time. <laughs> it was a good time. But uh, but yeah, so we just wanted to make an, an episode where, because this motherfucker over here, um, he did some interviews. And, mm -hmm. you know, while I was manning the table trying to seduce people to subscribe to our channel, yeah, I was doing most of the work. Never saw yeah. the motherfucker. Anyway, but yeah, so we wanted to. Yeah, and show sorry you. about the quality of the audio. It's it's a little uh, meh. Uh, we apologize for that, but I think they're really good conversations. Uh, yes. Most of them are about four or five minutes. There is one that's a little longer, uh, but it's a very good, very good conversation. Uh, I spoke to Andrew Seidel, uh, <sighs> Dr. Daryl Ray. Yes. From uh, Recovering from Religion. I spoke with, I forget his name. <laughs> his name is Cass. Uh, he's from, Cass. Uh, I believe, the Humanist uh, Society of Phoenix. You'll see the Arizona, it in the video. Yeah, yeah. Then I spoke with Gail Jordan. Also, I she's the director of Recovering from Religion. I spoke with our new friend from Australia, uh, mm. Sherry D'Souza. Yes, she will be on our show soon. Oh, we sp you I spoke guys would with love her. Uh, yeah, she's fantastic. We're going to have her. Mm -hmm. uh, instead of Vegemite, it's going to be Vagemite. That's right. Uh, <sighs> student Dr. Ben from Talk Heathen. I was, we mm. were able to hang out with him. Uh, terrible person, human being. He's the worst. Uh, Just because he roasted you the entire fucking weekend doesn't make him a terrible person, Bath. God. No, he's a terrible person. He, he knows it. <laughs> Motherfucker. Uh, who else did, we, did I talk to? Uh, well, you shall, you, you'll see. And stay till the end because we have some photos that we took uh, of the trip. Yeah. Including one of our photo shoot. Mm. Uh, and we're going to be releasing these photos uh, on every episode as we go. Uh, we just released so one. Uh, well, the one we recorded coming up very soon. Yeah, very soon. Uh, we released one of them. Uh, we're releasing another one on this very episode. So I hope you enjoy it. They're good conversations. They're good interviews. Yes. Mel is not on any of them. So good. This is great I would, good for you. I would be a distraction. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, somebody had to do the work at the table. I was well, working the table. She in the table. I was That's working the table. Like, it was amazing. It was I laid down flat on the table and just let people motorboat me. I don't know. You missed oh, it. You missed God. it. That's what you get for doing these interviews. Anywho, <laughs> we want to thank all of you yes. for supporting us. Thank, uh, you, thank you for subscribing. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, what the fuck? Go to the little bell. Uh, you know, like, subscribe, as you already know. Um, yes. And as always, follow us on Twitter. Baphomet six six Meltry Fitty and Baphometal six six six. And if you want to support us on Anchor, uh, no, no, I'm sorry, Patreon, 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 Patreon.com, I mean, yeah, Anchor too, yeah, Patreon.com/slash Burning It in six six six. 
uh, and honestly, you guys' support has helped us get the booth. At, literally. Literally. So literally. We really, we really appreciate all so of you. So thank you. you. Uh, so that we're, we're able to spread the word uh, of God. Uh, Beth will give you all hand jobs soon. I promise. And we'll spread, uh, we'll spread other things. Um, yeah. This is true. I think, I think that's it uh, for our yep. intro. And we're going to move on to the actual interview. So stick around till the end, please. And you will see the photos. Enjoy. Enjoy. Hello, I am here at AACon 2023 in Phoenix, Arizona with High Pope of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster himself, Dr. Daryl Ray. He is the president and founder of Recovering From Religion. How yep. are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. Are you having a good time? I'm having a blast, yeah. yeah. Partying and partying. This is the best party convention. Heck yeah. Yeah, I, it's better than any other convention. I love partying. Yeah. Partying is awesome. Yeah. So tell us a little about your organization. What is it that you guys do? We provide hope, healing, and support for anyone dealing with issues of doubt and non-belief anywhere on the planet, whether you're a Mormon, a Muslim, Buddhist, a Christian, we don't give a shit. We're just Fantastic. here to help people. Yep. And how do you guys do that? We have a, a phone a phone line. You can call us from five English-speaking uh, countries, or you can web call us from anywhere on the planet, or you can chat with us from yeah. anywhere on the planet. That's right. They have, have a 24-hour train. 24 hours in trade agents. We cover 18 time zones. Uh, really, we cover 24, but we have agents literally in 18 different time zones around. Holy crap. From Moscow, Russia. Believe it or not, really? we have a volunteer in Moscow to Perth, Australia. Wow. Uh, no, I'm incorrect. Two weeks ago, uh -huh. we signed our first volunteer from India. <gasps> so we're even in India now. So Whoa. we are in, uh, we also have a secular therapy project that's in yes. nine countries. So we're we're very international and we don't care what religion. We'll help you that's deal awesome. with anything from any religion. Yep. So if, if, if I'm, for example, starting to like doubt my faith, deconstruct, and I want to get some support, what is the number that I would call? 1-8-4-I-DOUBT-IT. 1-8-4-I-DOUBT-IT. <laughs> or you can go to recoveryfromreligion.org and hit the chat button. Recoveryfromreligion.org. Or the web call button and we'll we'll talk to you. I freaking love that. And we're, we're trained to listen. We're yeah. not here to convert or deconvert. That's not our Okay, purpose. that's good to know. Yeah. We're just here to listen. Uh, we give very good psychological training to mm -hmm. our agents, although we are they are not, I'm a psychologist, but they are not psychologists. Right. They're just really good, trained, well-trained volunteers. Yeah. Fantastic. That will connect you with resources yeah. and, and groups. Many people call us and say, I'm the only atheist I know in Montana. And uh -huh. within five minutes, we can get you connected with a hundred other atheists. That is in, such in a good, that's such a good resource. Yeah. Uh, when we do our show, we do give you guys a shout out on every episode. We love you for that. Yeah, we're we're not we're not Side sponsored or anything. Funny but... as hell, and we had a great. I've had a great time. You think so funny, guys? <laughs> oh my god, that means a lot, sir. We, we laughed way too hard. My stomach yeah. was hurting. Yeah. We put there. on pasta uh, strainers for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, did. I typically do that only for certain occasions. Well, but you did for it. you, it was an honor. You are an sure. extra beer in uh, FSM heaven and some spaghetti <laughs> meatballs. Yeah. Rum man and those meatballs. Right, Delicious. Right. Delicious Next time I'm meatballs. on your podcast, I need to wear my pirate hat. As you should. Yeah, yeah. as I should. But it's see, what I FSM was, wants. I was kind of taken by surprise when you guys showed up with strainers on your hat. What am I? What am I supposed to do here? That was a beautiful prayer, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. We did the sex prayer, didn't you we? You did, yeah. It was fantastic. Pastafarian sex prayer. It was amazing. A prayer you'll never hear in the Baptist church <laughs> for sure. Well, we are. Yeah, blessed. You got turned on after I had I told you that I had a boner for the rest of the day. Yeah. Well, we are we're blessed to have your resource, your organization. How long have you guys been doing this? We're 14 years old this month. In 2000, April of 2009. Holy shit. This is amazing. 14 years, and we've been yeah. growing leaps and bounds. We have over 300 volunteers right now, doing some doing groups that people meet face-to-face -face yeah. every uh -huh. week or month. And we've got Zoom meetings that people can come yeah. to. And we've got chat lines. Yeah. We've got a podcast, uh, RFRX, every Monday night. That's awesome. 7 o'clock Central Time. Cool. So there's a lot. Yeah. And, and we've got all sorts of support groups inside of our – you have to ask us. You have to come mm -hmm. to our website. Say, I'd like to join your support groups. Yeah. 
or your online support group, and we can get you into ex-Muslim, ex-Jehovah's Witnesses, ex-Christian oh, wow. groups, but you can't find us on the internet. You have to come to our website and ask us to get it because it's Gosh. highly protected. Oh, well, we that makes sense. Christians yeah. coming in and proselytizing. Yes. Or something. So recoveringfromreligion.org is yep. the website, and one eight four I doubt it is the phone number. Right. So you guys can go check it out. Thank you so much, yep. Dr. Durla. It's such a pleasure and a blessing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I bless you now. <laughs> my child with my spaghetti noodly touching appendages here. I am so uncomfortable. We're going to end the broadcast now. Thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> so I am here at American Atheist Convention in Phoenix, Arizona with Mr. Dave Warnock. How are you, friend? Hey, man. Good to be here. Good to see you oh, again. Good to see you. So I'm going to show him. He is promoting his book, Childish Things. It's my memoir. Your memoir. Tell us a little more about that. Well, it's my life story. Once I deconverted from Christianity, I just uh, became an atheist about 12 years ago and uh -huh. decided, to, a couple of years ago, decided I better write a book about that. Yeah. Uh, once I got diagnosed with ALS, that kind of put a surprise twist endings on the end of it. But that's basically it. It's my life story. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're doing now, because I never stopped doing shit. Exactly. You're going around the world, living life to the fullest. Huh? Driving the moments. We started a nonprofit called I Am Dying Out Loud. Oh, wow. And it's basically to advocate advocate against religious intrusion in the world of healthcare. Holy crap. That's amazing. Yeah. So we're going to push back against religious, religious overreach and death and dying in hospital care. Yeah as well as we provide bucket list moments for people diagnosed with ALS. Yeah. So that's kind of what we're doing now. So what are some of the ways in which religion is getting into the choices of people in, when it comes to their death? Well, the reason most states don't have any kind of death with dignity laws is because of religion. Uh -huh. Religion says you can't play God, you can't have a medical assisted suicide. All those things are the undercurrent of those reasons are because of uh, religion and also religion intrudes in the in the process of dying they'll send chaplains into your hospital room whether you want one or not yeah. they'll ask you on the intake questionnaire uh, how often do you go to church those kind of things are examples of religious intrusion and it's very normalized in healthcare. It's very normalized yeah and religion preys upon people when they're vulnerable and there's not a more vulnerable time than when you're sick or dying. And that's when they try to get their claws in. That's fucking gross. I hate that we're, shit. We're going to push back on that. That's amazing. You're doing fantastic work. And, yeah, we, we, we always love you because of the energy that you, you know, give out and your will to do the most out of life, you know. Uh, carp some diem. Like, Carpe the fucking diem. Carp some fucking diem. Yeah, we're trying, man. I'm getting... Um, I'm not going to lie, the ALS is catching up to me. It's getting, you know, you've seen me a couple times now, and yeah. every time you see me, you can tell I'm further along. Things are getting harder. Travel's getting harder. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to catch up to me sooner or later. Yeah. But we're going to keep fighting as long as we can. Fuck yeah. How can people support your cause? Go to IamDyingOutLoud.org. That's the new website. It's brand new, like this week. Huh. And it'll explain what we're doing in the nonprofit, uh, who we're trying to help, and what that means. And hopefully we can yeah. help some folks. You know, basically, we, we're going to advocate for everyone should have the right to live on their own terms yes. and die on their own terms. Hell yeah. That's it. It's that simple. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Are you having a good time? Awesome. I love it. Uh, Energized. This is awesome. It energizes me and then it exhausts me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Dave. You bet. It's My pleasure. It's always a pleasure chatting with you, and you're an awesome Good to person. see you again, yeah, brother. you too. All right, I'm here at the American Atheist Convention 2023 in Phoenix, Arizona with Andrew Seidel. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. You having a good time? Yeah, this is, I mean, this, this is, really is amazing. Fun. This is like not even where all the things are happening. I know. It's awesome. It's in different levels this year. Last year, it was on one level. Now, the conference is pretty much downstairs. The tables are up here. But we're having a great time. We're meeting a lot of people. Uh, we heard your speech yesterday. Uh, yeah, you want to tell us what the state of our democracy is? Uh, our democracy is in trouble. Yeah. Uh, the two biggest threats to our democracy right now are Christian nationalism, white Christian nationalism, yeah. 
and the U.S. Supreme Court. Yeah. So we're not in a great spot right now. And I, at, so I got off stage, yeah. was signing books, and then we got news of the judge's decision in Texas oh. striking down the Mifepristone okay. approval that FDA had 24 years ago. Uh huh. And this is this is a drug yeah. for abortions that is safe. It's safer than Tylenol. Yeah. And it's been on the market for 24 years, and this judge came along and struck it down because he's a Christian nationalist, because he worked for a Christian nationalist organization. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, it, it could not be more poignant, and the threat could not be more real. Right. And a lot of people, well, of course, if you don't see it affecting your, you know, your person, your, your the people you love, you don't really see it, you know? If you're a Christian and you're white, you probably don't see it. Yep. The only people who are not under serious threat of white Christian nationalism are white Christian nationalists. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it really is true. Like, wait, everybody else, the whole goal of white Christian nationalism is to make everybody who doesn't fit into this narrow view, mm -hmm. conservative, cis, white, white. Christian, like, all those mm -hmm. things, everybody else, you're a second-class citizen. Yeah. That is the goal. That's fucked up. It is. That's the, that's the appropriate response. <laughs> So, in a nutshell, what is Christian nationalism? Uh, is it just a white Christian person? No, no, <laughs> no. In fact, there's a, there are quite a few Christians who are opposed yeah. to Christian uh -huh. nationalism. Um, there's a great group uh, called yeah. Christians Against Christian Nationalism oh. that I do a ton of work with. Okay, okay. But basically, it is the idea that America was founded as a Christian nation. Mm -hmm. They were based on Judeo-Christian principles, and most importantly, this is the key that we have to get back to okay. that founding, right? <laughs> that we've strayed from that founding. So they use yeah. the language of return and getting back to our godly yeah. roots to justify all this hateful, evil public it's policy. It's like a revisionist version. 100%. History. Yeah, and they use it to justify the child separation policy at the border that the Trump administration did, uh -huh. the Muslim ban, all the way up through the yeah. January 6th violent insurrection. Right. All these things you, you can trace it's a to... a way of justifying their exactly. disgusting... It's a permission policy. structure. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Because God said it was okay. Wow, Bingo. fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that goes back all the way to like Manifest Destiny, Westward Expansion, 100%. Destination of Native Tribes. And, 100%. So yeah. there, through American history, we've seen different waves of Christian mm -hmm. nationalism. And Manifest Destiny is absolutely one of them. Yeah. There's another one after the Civil War, or right, during the Civil War, really, mm -hmm. which is when we got In God We Trust put on our coins. Mm -hmm. There's a one, another one in the 1950s where you get right. Under God added to the pledge. Yeah. In God We Trust put on our mm -hmm. paper money. You get yeah. the Capitol Prayer Room, the National Day of Prayer, like yeah. all this stuff. And then future generations of Christian nationalists yeah. point to those previous generations, waves, and say, see, we really are. Uh, but, <laughs> but you can't point to the founding and make that clear. Yeah, I mean, the Constitution um, isn't one of the amendments uh, that governments should make no... The First Amendment, in fact. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the, the Constitution... I just became a citizen, so I really know my shit. Um, <laughs> Honestly, that's you know about as much yeah. as... Uh, probably more than about 90% yeah. of the population, I would say. So, but here's the but thing. You like, can just point to it. Like, it's right there. It's it is. <laughs> and it's, even, it's more than just the First Amendment. Yeah. Our Constitution yeah. is godless. Mm -hmm. doesn't mention a deity. Exactly. It draws its power from we the people. It was yes. the first constitution to do that. Right. No, until then, in the history mm -hmm. of the world, nobody else had done that. Exactly. And it, so it separates church and state. Right. doesn't mention uh, God, and the only mentions of religion are to exclude it from the government. Yeah. you banning religious tests for public office, mm -hmm. First Amendment that you already mentioned. Like, like, this is an American invention. It's an American yeah. original. And we ought to be proud of it and not mm -hmm. burying it under these myths of a Christian nation. Right. God. So how do we move forward? What are, what are we supposed to be doing? I mean, fighting Christian nationalism on every front. Yeah. And, and, and understanding the disinformation that they use to promote these myths and these lies is right. I, it's absolutely crucial. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that's, that's one thing that people really have to do. And anybody can do that. You can arm right. yourself with the knowledge to do that. And then I think we also need to be advocating really hard for Supreme Court expansion and reform, like, now. Yes. Now. And so I cover both of those topics in my book. Yes. And what, what's the name of your books? Uh, so The Founding Myth, Why Christian Nationalism is Un-American is the first one. And then American Crusade, How the Supreme yeah. Court is Weaponizing. That's a new one with the red sport. cover. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And where can people find you? Uh, I'm on all the socials. Andrew L. Seidel everywhere. Uh, that's my website. That's my handle awesome. on everything from YouTube to yeah. Twitter. To Fantastic. And you do amazing work. Thank you so much. So I'm here at AACon 2023 with Mr. Phil Ferguson. How's it going? Buenas tardes, Mr. Amigos. Buenas tardes. So it's going great. You were just telling me about what you do, which has to do with atheism and investment. So you have the Phil Ferguson show. 
Felt Ferguson podcast. Yeah. Tell me a little more about that. What does that even mean? Well, well two of the topics I love yeah. to yeah. talk about are atheism and finance. Uh-huh. And so that's what my podcast is about. Okay. And it's number one in that category. That's fantastic. Yeah. So how do you put the two and two together? Well, I'll, how do they go together? I might do a segment on how stupid religion is, and then I do a segment on how stupid annuities are. I fucking love that. So I teach people how to make money. I, I see myself as a consumer advocate. Okay. My job is to help people make money. Uh-huh. And sometimes even more importantly, can I swear on your show? Fuck yeah. Okay. Uh, not to get fucked. <laughs> uh, because insurance companies and big brokerage firms and financial companies, yeah, their goal is to make more money off of your money than you make off of your money. Uh, and so you yeah. need to learn how the system works not to get trapped in the game and make more money for yourself. Fantastic. Yeah. Check it's out like religion. They'll take your money. Pretty much. It's all about it's all, money. It's a fucking scam. <laughs> well, that's awesome. It's very nice to meet you, sir. Uh, yeah. Check out the Phil Ferguson podcast. Muchas gracias. Adios. De nada. <laughs> I'm here with student Dr. Ben. Are you still a student? For 10 days. The countdown is still going. <laughs> that's freaking awesome. So then you you were matched into family medicine, right? Correct. You excited? Super excited. Family medicine is the specialty, one of the primary specialties involved in activism right now. Really? So there's kind of, when people are picking a specialty, you got to choose, number one, what patient population you want to work with, right. what job you want to do that is intellectually stimulating, but also just what kind of work do you want to do in the community? For me, activism was important, especially with regard to the trans community. Yeah. And I thought, what specialty would allow me to have a, a bigger voice for these issues? So kind of the big ones right now are family medicine, pediatrics, psychiatry, and OBGYN are kind of the big yeah. activist Especially specialties. psychiatry, behavioral health is very, very hard. Yeah, to which they're about. actually, it's yeah. funny because psychiatry is a bit behind. And yeah. I was just talking with uh, some other people about this. The non-medical side of psych is a lot better about activism. They're really? they're way more on the front line. They're way more up to date on uh, best standards of care. The medical side of psychiatry is still lagging a little bit, and there are some key players, primarily uh, child and adolescent psychiatry, are doing well. Yeah. Like the ped side for everything is is kind of doing well. The adult side is still lagging behind and hopefully they'll catch up i know some people one uh one guy actually he's i kind of he's kind of like the uh the almost opposite clone of me a little bit he's the other the other student dr ben who he has a youtube channel he's on the internet he's a trans man he's okay. also a fourth year med student no about to graduate the difference is he's muslim so that's where we're a little bit different. Like a, trans, a trans man okay. who's Muslim. Um, but he matched into psychiatry at Duke. Wow. So he's going to be uh, bringing forth some, some good activism for the field of psychiatry uh, at Duke. So I'm super excited for him. So you're a host with uh, Talk Heathen. Yes. How long have you been with them? So I've been with the ACA. The first time I ever hosted for them was uh, roughly a year ago. Uh, and then in July, uh, I got onboarded for to be an actual host of Taki. Then around the same time, the secular rarity got asked to be on. Um, we don't talk about him. We don't talk about SR. And then I've been hosting with the line a little bit longer. I was, uh, I think, last year I was brought on for uh, the Transatlantic Holland show. Yes. So you, are a trans man, and obviously trans issues are very important to you. Definitely. So what are some ways that all of us can be more of an ally to your community? Yeah, the biggest thing, especially for uh, cis people and for people that are not within the LGBTQ community, probably the easiest way is when you're in a conversation with people and someone says something that's, you know, not really correct or, or kind of um, harmful, call them out on it. Tell them, hey, that's not cool to say that. Because I think if I were to say that, People think, oh well, you're you're biased. Of course, you're gonna be against this. But if right. somebody who's an ally that is relatable to them, yeah, and they learn, oh, it's actually not cool for me as a straight man to say these things, then they're more likely to change. So I think that's probably the easiest thing to do. Also, voting for people that are gonna prioritize trans rights. Um, all of those are, are very easy ways to to influence the system. Um, and then. 
kind of becoming more informed watching the Transatlantic Call-In Show, right. calling yeah. and asking. Oh, I guess this is a big one, too, that people don't talk about a whole lot, is when you have friends who are trans, mm -hmm. uh, making sure that you are respecting boundaries and that you're getting consent when you ask them questions, because people don't always want to talk about it. Some, yeah. some trans people just want to exist, and they don't want to be activists, and they shouldn't have to be. Right. Uh, yeah, so it's important. Make sure that if you want to ask a question, that you get permission always and because they might say, hey, I'm not ready to talk about this right now. And you go find somebody else that, that you can talk to. So I think that's a huge one is getting consent. At all levels consent. <laughs> all levels consent. <laughs> it's unfortunate uh, how the laws in this country are, you know, very discriminatory. And we're seeing more and more bills getting passed in different states that attack trans rights. And it's very, very sad. And here, American Atheists, it, it sounds like this is a very important topic and something that they're working on at the legislative level all over the country, really. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, you are freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, thanks for interviewing me. I know we had our uh, other more fun interview earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, it's, more, it, it's more on the medical side, I would say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm always happy to do the fun things, too. I was giving him crap earlier about that one, but just because I give him crap and i think everybody gives him crap so you know this whole fucking weekend has been the roast of bath and they're taking like turns like shifts you know one right. clocks in the other one clocks out yeah yeah we so. gotta make sure you can't get too confident <laughs> this weekend i love it keep me humble <laughs> no really it's because it's because we like him i only yeah, roast people yeah. that i respect so that's <laughs> I don't even respect myself. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, okay, we are here at the American Atheist 2023 convention in Phoenix, Arizona, and I'm here with Cass. He is with the Humanist Society of Greater Phoenix, correct? That's right, Humanist Society of Greater Phoenix. What do you guys do? Uh, well, we are a humanist organization. Our focus yeah. is on finding ways that we can uh, give back to the community and just make the world a little bit better. And yeah. we do it without relying on any type of supernaturalism, right? So yeah. I don't want to say that we are exclusively atheists. We do have members who believe in you really? know, some divinity, God, or whatever. Okay. But the difference is that we don't rely on that to get things done. Ah, right? So we, we rely on each other. I think the shirt says it all. And it says... Humanist. humanist because all we have is each other right so i love that yeah so humanist what is a humanistic approach to things uh, a worldview I so guess. we have we have a we have a little uh, document that we call the humanist manifesto in the first paragraph of it i think i have racked my brain to come up with a good description of humanism uh -huh. that is better than the first paragraph of our manifesto and i can't come up with one so i'll just i'll just quote <laughs> it for you um Humanism is a progressive philosophy of life that, without supernaturalism, affirms our ability and responsibility to lead ethical lives of personal fulfillment that aspire to the greater good of humanity. Oh. That's a mouthful, okay. but it very well encapsulates what humanism is all about. We are trying to make the world better for literally everyone, even people who vehemently disagree with us and maybe hate our guts. We wow. still want their lives to be enriched and to be better and more full, too. Mm -hmm. And uh, we trust on on one another mm -hmm. to get that done. And the, and the reason that humanism is such a big thing to me, the reason that I focus on it so hard is because humans can solve human problems. Yes. Right? There are things wrong with the world. There are issues that we need to address. And it has been humans every time that have fixed these issues. Right. Insofar as they've gotten. Now we have a long way to go. There's a, there's a lot of things that we still need to work on. Yeah. But, I mean, think about it. Yes, humans may have started wars, but humans also ended the wars, right? Humans came up with vaccines for things like polio mm -hmm. and smallpox. These were human innovations that changed the trajectory of humanity forever. And it was human ingenuity that did that. It wasn't yeah. through prayer or through um, appealing to any type of supernatural. Right. It was just by... You know, one or more humans working together uh -huh. to accomplish a, something that made the world a better place for everyone. I love it. Yeah. So how do we start moving towards that? You know, how do we become more humanist? So caring about each other, right? I would assume is. Yeah, absolutely. One, right. The the biggest thing that I always recommend to people is humanizing the humans around you. Now that's that's a weird thing to Ooh, say because okay. because it seems so obvious, right? Of course, we're all, but we. 
as individuals have trouble seeing outside of ourselves, it's yeah. just a product of our evolution. Uh -huh. You have to break that habit. And a good way to do that is to just do little things, man. Just hold the door for the stranger at the gas station. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, uh, be extra polite in a non-creepy way to, you know, to the cashier at, at the grocery store or something. Yeah. Just, just be friendly with the people around you. Yeah. And when you start doing those little things, your mentality will begin to shift. Mm. The way you see other people will begin to shift. And you will, you will, you will find yourself more likely to assume positive intent. So uh, here's an example I like to give. Um, I was in traffic once, and uh, you know, driving down like a, a down the street, and the car in front of me kept stopping, uh, for not stopping, but slowing down yeah. at dang near every cross street. And I'm thinking, this jerk is just being a jerk. Why is he doing this to me? I'm I'm late. Why is he being? And yeah. then it occurred to me. He's looking for his turnoff. He's lost. He's looking at the street signs every time he pulls up. Right. You shift that mentality and you stop thinking about why is this guy being a jerk to me? And you realize he's not being a jerk. He's just doing the best he can in this crazy world. And mm, that is what those, that. yeah, the, those little things, those little bits that we do will help change the way that you feel about other people. I love that. Yeah. So how long has your organization been around? Oh, we've been around for 20 something years now. Really? We start, we started out just meeting at restaurants, living rooms, just real grassroots. grassroots yeah. And uh, we, in the last 10 years or so, we bought a building in Phoenix, so nice. we, we have an official wow. we have an official building now that we uh, we meet in a, um, and we do all kinds of cool events there. That's great. And if you are in the Phoenix area, uh -huh. you can check us out at hsgp.org, uh -huh. and um, you can become a member, or awesome. you don't have to pay or nothing. You can show up and yeah. and hang out with us and and see what we're all about. But we do events all over the valley, not just yeah. at our not just at our center. Uh -huh. You can also uh, you know we do volunteering events where we. Um, uh, you know, give back to folks who are, yeah, just people who are maybe going through a rough time, you know, That's handing great. out clothes and food. And we also do just fun community events where you get together and play games or yeah. um, we have one, one of my favorite ones to do is where we crochet, uh, we crochet sleeping mats for, for um, homeless folks. Oh, wow. We take, we take old uh, plastic shopping bags, you know, the single use bags. Yeah, I've seen that. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, and it gives, it not only do we help out folks who need a sleeping mat, but we take those bags out of the landfill for a little while and give them a second use before they yeah. end up trashed. So okay. it's all around good. Fantastic. And that's just one of the many things we do. Awesome. Yeah. HSGP, man, we're, we're good people and uh, we're, we are, yeah, very, well, very accepting the, and, and, and good folks. If you're in the Phoenix area, you can join this organization and just and, do some good stuff yeah. in the community. And hang out with good people too. Yeah. We're mostly good people. Awesome. What I'd like to think I'm okay. Uh, I think I'm funny, but... Anyway, thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time yeah. to talk to me. Yeah, this has been so cool. So I'm here with Sherry D'Souza. Did you say it right? Yeah, of course So tell us where, where are you from? I'm from Sydney, Australia. Oh, you came all the way here I for came this? all the way here for this. How long was your flight? 14 hours. <laughs> Holy crap. Says how much I wanted to be here. <laughs> so what is your association to American Atheists here? Uh, you, do you hear with an organization in particular? Yes. I am with Recovering From Religion. Nice. I'm on the board of Recovering From Religion and have been starting Recovering From Religion in Australia. So Ooh. started the first support group in Sydney. We now have one in Perth. We've got one starting in Adelaide. And we also have one in New Zealand. That's amazing. Since when? Uh, just before COVID, April oh, 2020. Not so long ago. Yeah. Wow. And so did you reach out to them to start this or did they reach out to you? No, I reached out to them. I was I was looking for something that would um, help people coming out of high control religions yeah. because I'm a former Jehovah's Witness. Okay. Yes. So having gone through that experience of coming out, knowing how tough that is and how lonely it can be, I wanted to help other people. That's awesome. Um, so when I heard about what Recovering From Religion does, yeah. and I had a chat with Dr. Ray, I'm like, just bring that here. I don't have to rewrite something and that's start it all again. Great. I can just yeah. do that here. And so that's what we've done. We've got a really good core of uh, volunteers. Um, we meet once a month to um, look at how we can promote RFR and do more things. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be working on making it a a proper not-for-profit charity in Australia. That's Amazing. our job this year. Yeah. We've just had Dr. Ray and Gail Jordan and Phil Session come out to Australia for a tour. Yeah. We uh, had about 11 events during those wow. um, three to four weeks. And, um, yeah, 
we met up with a, a whole lot of uh, leaders of different secular organisations in Australia to, to let them know what we're doing so we can network and collaborate with them. Yeah. Um, and I suppose that's one of the things that I was wanting to get out of this event was learning from the experience of American atheists and, yeah. and the, the humanism the work that they do, sort of learning and understanding that more so that I can bring that back mm -hmm. and work on it in Australia. That's amazing. Yeah. What does the landscape look right now in terms of atheism and acceptance and so, normalization of it? Yeah, it's, it's changing. It's it is changing. changing. So in 2016, um, the census showed that 30% indicated no religion. Wow. In 2021, that grew to 45. So the, it, it is growing. Yeah. But what isn't understood is the harm that religion causes. Yes. So terms like religious trauma, you have to explain what that is because Correct. Australians don't associate needing recovery and needing support exactly. from leaving religion. Once you start to talk to them about it, yeah. it makes sense to them. They understand yeah. that. But um, it's it's not common vernacular, right? It, it, totally. So there's a lot of work to do yeah. in that landscape. Yeah, when I first started this podcast, which was over two years ago or so, I honestly didn't know much about what religious trauma was yeah. until I started interviewing people here. And I'm like, holy crap, this is this is real. Yes, it is. It's really horrible repercussions in a person's mental health and their support network and all aspects of their lives, yep. especially those coming out of cults. Yeah, the high control it, ones are the... Yeah. They're really nasty. But, but even your low control religions yeah. can still cause tremendous harm. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. you might consider... Catholicism and Angl uh, the Anglican Church to be fairly low control. Yeah. But if you think about the teaching of hell, right, yeah. you are going to burn forever. Sure. Forever. It's pretty to toxic. children, yeah. you tell children that, uh -huh. they live with that fear. And, and that's one of the most common things that we hear at Recovering From Religion is fear of hell. Yeah. So we have a resources library, um, safe places where people can go to get questions to their answers. Right. Answers to their questions, <laughs> rather. <laughs> and fear of hell is one of the most commonly, exactly. yeah. I mean, without that fear, you don't have anything else to, you know, right. hold uh, your religion true, right? right? I mean, what else would you be afraid of, you know? Right. So it's pretty sad. It, yeah. It's so sad that people get caught in these groups and they're stuck there for so many years of their life. Yeah, but as long as we can yeah. be there as a safe place, yeah. a, a soft landing place for them yeah. as they fall out, totally. then, you know, we that's can awesome. help them rebuild. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, well, that's awesome. Well, you're doing fantastic work and Thank you. hopefully you're getting a lot from this convention. I am. And you take it back to your community. Uh, so recoveringfromreligion.org. Yes. That is the website. And if you're in the States, it's 184-I-DOUBT-IT. That is the, the phone number, which they have 24-hour uh, volunteers. Yes, so that's right. Fantastic work. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so what is up, everybody? We're here at the American Atheist Convention in Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm here with my friend Alfonso Islas. Mr. Fons, we interviewed him when we were audio only in the podcast, like two three years ago. Was, I think it was like two years ago. I remember that. That was a long time ago. Yeah, you probably deleted that from your memories. <laughs> I tried. And I know, it still keeps me up at night sometimes. <laughs> What's up? Anyway, and we have our friend here, Yafet. Yeah, yeah. So you guys are with? Uh, we're with the Texas Tech Secular Student Alliance right now. Oh, shit. So what do you guys do over there? Uh, well, mostly we make the street preachers angry. Nice. <laughs> so we like to we like to mess with them and play bingo a little bit. We're doing a little uh, pin the tail on the preacher in a few weeks. Pin the tail on the preacher. <laughs> you want to tell them about that one a little bit? Pin the tail. I'm gonna be honest. I don't even remember that, but I just remember the bingo. I think about the bingo all the time. Wow, the bingo is epic, man. The bingo gets a lot of attention. Everyone like loves it and talks about it. Like, hey, when are you gonna bring out the bingo? You know. <laughs> so tell me more about the organization. What do you guys do? Uh, so besides messing with the preacher, besides messing with the preacher sometimes, so we like to be sort of a community uh -huh. for people who don't believe in God. So when I was first a student, I had a hard time finding people to hang out with. You know, I would go out and maybe talk to some of the religious orgs. I even tried joining one mm. and they rejected me because I didn't believe in God. And so I thought, you know what? 
if we're going to find people who think like us, who want to be with us, we have to start an organization and find them ourselves. Okay, so you're a chapter within a larger organization. Okay, that's, true. that's awesome. How long have you been with the organization? Uh, I was there uh, for two and a half years now. Okay, what about you? Well, I'm a sophomore now. At the beginning of my freshman year, I, yeah. I found them and I joined. And yeah, I was cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, I don't have more questions. Tell me more. <laughs> what do you want to hear? This about? is a terrible interview so far. Uh, are you enjoying? The, oh, are we gonna do a spanking? Wait, a spanking on camera? We can do one. You want to? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ready for a okay. Bible spanking. Okay, Alfonso is chickening out of a Bible spanking. Have you seen the size of a Bible, man? Books. The only thing, the only thing that would have been worse is if you'd have gotten the the entire like Mormon Bible. You got the Bible, then the three <laughs> books. Oh my god! Don't do that to me, man. I'm probably gonna edit all of this shit because I don't know what else to ask you. Uh, would you like to share something? I don't know. Um, Tell them about your TikTok, you fat. Also, so you fat. I hear, so I hear you have a TikTok. Well, I just post anime edits on my TikTok. It's oh, it's not, okay. It's not like okay. It's not that serious. So, how long have you how long have you identified as an atheist? Like since I was like seventeen years old. But okay. Like, so, like uh, last year. Yeah, just kidding. I, 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 wait, wait, wait. Last year is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wait, how old are you? I'm twenty. Okay, so two years ago. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. I know math. I have a master's degree. I can add and subtract very well. Yeah. Just say. Okay. <laughs> so why did you just want to sin? Is that why you left the religion? That's actually true. I really just wanted to sin. You but... heard it here, folks. <laughs> although, also, That's why I, I'm also I stopped believing. Like at the same time, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it was kind of coincidental. Yeah. I mean, if you want to sin and you don't believe, then you're an atheist by default. That's true. <laughs> Do you just want to sin? Is that is that what you do? Hey, the Bible says that wanting to follow the truth is sin. So yeah, I want to sin. But also, like I'm in college still, man. Of course you I are. To, of course I want to sin. He's a baby. When do you graduate? Uh, hopefully next year in May. Nice. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here. It's so nice to meet you in person. All right. Thank you, man. And hello, everybody. We're here at the American Atheist Convention 2023 in Phoenix, Arizona, and I'm here with Gail Jordan from Recovering from Religion. I already interviewed like three of you guys from Recovering from Religion. It's going to sound like we're just promoting heavy on the recovering yeah, from religion. We are, but we are heavy in this podcast right. on the recovering from religion. That's right. So we've interviewed you already once. Uh, for those who haven't seen the episode, yeah. how dare you? It's disappointing for? that it's right there's there. people. It's right there. I know. Just just go back to the menu and check the rest of the episodes. <laughs> but yeah, t t tell us a little more about uh, recovering from religion. Sure. You guys, do. happy to. In yeah. a nutshell, we have a pretty straightforward mission statement. We provide hope, healing, and support to folks who are struggling with issues of doubt and non-belief. We've been around about fourteen years. Fourteen. We're years. a nonprofit. We have a twenty-four hour telephone hotline, a twenty-four hour internet mm -hmm. chat. We have support groups, local support groups, hours. online support groups. We have a weekend recovery retreat. We have an online community. You name it. We provide it for folks who need a little bit of help as they work on their deconstruction journey. And this is a free service. It's for, everything is free to our folks, which of course means that we rely upon donations from people who share our yeah. vision and our passion to help people as they work through this mm -hmm. sometimes really arduous journey to deconstruct. Yeah. How long have you identified as an atheist? Me, myself, about 10 years. 10 years. About 10 years. And how do you end up uh, joining this organization? American Atheist is uh, American Atheist or Recovering from, from Religion? religion. Recovering yeah. from Religion. I wish it had been around when I was deconverting uh, because I could have used some support. I right. could have used some advice. I could have used some help and mm -hmm. some encouragement and some resources. Well, and so when the opportunity to join the organization became available, I jumped on it. <laughs> Well, Dr. Durrell is, is amazing. And you know, he's all that. He really is all really that. Is he's all just that. exactly what he appears to be. He's awesome. He's very wonderful. genuine. Very genuine person. Yeah, you're very genuine too. What a nice yeah. thing to say. We're yeah. just a whole big old genuine We're all very genuine. Yes. This is a really real thing. <laughs> well, I mean, religion kind of reinforces fakeness, if you think about it. It, it reinforces, you know, to put up a, a facade. Um, of you know hide your real feelings not and, only you know, that but the 
but the path of conformity yeah. is so narrow yes. of what's okay to be. Yeah. Your hair color, your gender, your the way you want to live, the way you want to speak, the things you want yes. to eat, everything is so narrowed down that when you say it does take away from our authenticity because you can't venture away yeah. from there. So then everybody's the same little person and you lose the joy of being a human. You lose right. the, the, the joy of the diversity of humanity because we're all conforming to be the same way. Right. They take away your identity. Yeah, they basically. do. Yeah. yeah that's what, and religion has that built yeah. in. That's part of what it is. It's unfortunate. And when you leave religion, it's I mean, the, the further that you have been into it, it's the, the harder it gets to find your own identity. I guess you have to find because yourself. You suppress who you are right? so that when you finally have the freedom right. to go, what do I want to do with right. life? Who do I want to be? How do I want to manage my sexuality? How do I want to manage yeah. my morality? There's, All those things. And that's, that's hard work. It's a lot so of work. So you gotta, you got to kind of start from, especially as you said, yeah. the longer you've been in and the more seriously yeah. you took it, the harder it is to rediscover yourself to deprogram yourself especially uh with cults right yes. uh, like j-dubs mormons uh because there's the indoctrination is deeper more deeply rooted oh right? and it's um it's it, it it's insidious in the way yeah. it teaches the people around you to then turn their backs on you when you make the deconstruction so that makes it tricky. yeah so yeah a big big chunk of um, religion um, is the community that goes attached to it and when they leave the belief they also leave their community and that seems like that's something you are trying to provide sure. here sure. a community for those who don't have one anymore not only yeah. is it a community for right. folks who are working on their deconstruction yeah. but yeah. i'll tell you that our volunteer family yeah. is a community itself for sure so if, you, yeah. if anybody's ready to sort of that it pay it forward and help other folks yeah. we're always welcoming that's new awesome. volunteers yeah, and so there's a phone number. There's uh, a phone that number. We always give there's out. a website. Yeah. Eight four I doubt it. If you want to call it. and you need some help, if you want to visit the website, website recoveringfromreligion.org, it'll explain everything. You heard it here, folks. That's right. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Appreciate my brother. Yeah. <laughs> so we're here again at the American Atheist Convention 2023 in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm here with Michelle Reed, and they misspelled her last name. It should be R-E-E-D, not R-E-I-D. <laughs> yes. It's, uh, um, so I am a board member of the Desert Star uh, Institute for Family Planning. Um, so Dr. Taylor, um, she actually has her own family planning clinic here in Arizona. Okay. She provides abortion care um, and, and birth control. She's and she also provides gender affirming care That's in awesome. her clinic. And yeah. she definitely started stepping that up once the Arizona, once Roe fell here. Oh, so wow. Arizona is one of one of the more restrictive states in the country. Mm. So we are we luckily in our constitution, in the state constitution, we can go up to 16 weeks. Really? Yes, that's it. Wow. So I don't know if you've ever had somebody that was pregnant in your life. You don't usually find out until 12. Holy crap. <laughs> so there's a very narrow yeah. time. We also here in Arizona have a 72-hour waiting period. We can, get a, we can get a gun immediately, but we have to wait 72 hours. Oh. So we have the initial consultation, and then 72 hours later, we can perform I the procedure. I hate it here. I hate it here, too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, so how do you become involved with this project? So this project, I was actually a clinic escort okay. uh, for Planned Parenthood. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so the umbrellas and have the little vests yeah. and deal with the crazy yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Um, you know, and then we also look for danger, you know, danger signals and stuff like that right, to right. keep our patients and our, our uh -huh. clinic escorts safe. Um, but a friend of mine who was part of NARAL, which is the uh, National Abortion okay. League, uh, um, they, a friend of mine worked for them and they knew Deshaun because they worked together. Uh -huh. oh, excuse me, Dr. Taylor. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, and they said they need a board member. Okay. And I was like, I can be a board member. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, but I can be a board member. <laughs> Um, so I am actually part of the board of the Desert Star Fantastic. Institute for Family Planning. Is it just one location? Uh, so it's actually, it's, it's, it's here in Arizona. Okay. Oh. However, what we do is we provide training for future abortion care providers. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. now in medical school, they only give a, a limited training period mm -hmm. for doctors to perform okay. abortions. Gotcha. What they don't do is the, uh, how to gauge where the patient's at, how, like if they're being coerced into having an abortion, which ah, by the way is that, illegal. That is true. <laughs> okay. So what this does, what this institute does. You cover is, all your bases. Well, not only that, but it's a six week yeah. rotation. It's a six week residency. Oh, okay. So it's um, accredited by, mm -hmm, by, yeah, we have, board we're medicine. actually, Board of Medicine as well as the Medical Students for Choice. That's freaking amazing. Yes. So Dr. Taylor, 
created this. Um, we basically run, a, we're a 5013C. C3? C3. Yeah. I do that all the time. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I promise I know what I'm talking about. An R2D2. Yeah. <laughs> C3PO. C3PO. You know. Oh, so you guys are a non-profit organization. Non-private, yep. That's awesome. And then we also provide long-term removable uh, birth control for free. Oh, wow. So, uh, or for at low cost. Yeah. Um, we, we provide not only the Liletta, uh, we, pro we also provide the insertion. Gotcha. So, yeah. and that's a seven-year birth control. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. You guys are doing amazing work. How long have you been doing this? Uh, I've been doing it since 2019. I had to think about them. <laughs> and, and this organization itself? It's just celebrated year six. Oh, wow. Yeah. Freaking awesome. Yeah. So where can people find you if they're in Arizona and they need the resource? Uh, you can go to www.desertstarfamilyplanninginstitute uh, um, and then, or family That's planning. That's a long website. Yeah, I think it's, <laughs> actually, I think it is like a DF or DS and then FP. Okay, just, just Google it. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, it is a long, oh, so here it is. Desert Star. Hang on. Right. Hang on. <laughs> I just go Desert Star. <laughs> Google I, Desert Star Phoenix. Yes. And there we go. And you'll find it. Yes. And oh, and there's also a. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we also, here's our rotations. Yeah. That's okay. actually one of our medical students. Cool. Um, and then. So what brings you to the atheist convention? Um, so, Where's the intersectionality there? So the intersectionality is that we know that atheists are one of our biggest supporters because they believe in bodily autonomy. Yeah. There is not a deity or, you know, or some kind of religious guilt or, mm -hmm. or spiritual guilt. Yeah. And, and understanding that as humans, we are fully contained in our own body and yes. that we have the right to choose what's best for us. And I yeah. trust women and I, tr I, you know, I trust women. Mm -hmm. So if they're, and, and not only that, but abortion is healthcare. It is. You know, I'm sorry, but I feel that if the mother's life is in danger, then that's the life that counts. Yeah. The life of the children that are already here and, you know, adding another mouth to feed. Yes. Is directly impacting that child yeah you know it's it's almost perpetuating that entire cycle of poverty yes it is so you know like yeah, you're bringing a, a human being when you have not enough resources right and, and if there's already a mouth to feed exactly you're you're literally limiting that mouth to to, to you know yeah, and it's an, an impact for the rest of your life mm -hmm. right? and and not only that but it does breed it especially and it's I, warm and it breathes. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was gonna say it does breed resentment. Oh, I see what you mean. It does breed, yeah. and you know, my mom, you know, yeah. especially like the, the people that have been sexually assaulted, mm -hmm. you know, um, and you know, whatever religious trauma they have, yeah. now you're looking at your attacker's offspring. And yeah. if you can't tell yeah. me, yeah. That doesn't have a psychological impact, not only on the, the mother itself, but yeah, the child who, who is literally innocent. And it's not their fault. Right. You know? They're getting uh, resentment. Like right. Said. And not only that, but then, like, especially yeah. familial sexual assault. It's messed up. You know, like, how that's literally, an, uh, uh, you know, an uncle daddy. Yeah. <laughs> or a funkle. Yeah. You know? Funkle. <laughs> I've never heard that one. Oh, yeah. Father, uncle. <laughs> I'm not throwing. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking gross. <laughs> you know, we, we always say tongue in cheek, but it really isn't. Yeah. You know, um, there has been studies about what happens with inbreeding. Yeah. There's, you know, and and. Well, the genetics get all screwed up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I mean there was a study. There was the Calicacs and the Jukes. Mm -hmm. The Calicacs were they. The more they inbred, the more feeble-minded they became. Mm. The 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 cal the the jukes I believe, um, the more they inbred, the more mm. in intellectually superior they became. The higher the IQ. <laughs> Makes but, a lot of sense. But the problem is, usually the people that are like the the, the calicacs are. Mm, what is it? The word I'm looking for. Minimally exceptional. <laughs> okay. So um, that's you know so yeah. that's the. the there's, yeah. I don't believe in eugenics, obviously, and I think yeah, that's right. where a lot of the, totally. the, the religious right goes to, mm -hmm. is that we believe in eugenics or that yeah. it has nothing to do with that. It is literally saving lives yeah. and not creating more more depletion of resources. Now, totally. again, the planet can only host 8 billion people. <laughs> yeah. Like, sustainably, 8 billion people. Yeah. That's it. 
-hmm. So, you know, that's, again, it's, it's, it's one of those things that needs to happen. And if we want equality, and again, mm -hmm. there's that other thing is that not a lot of white women will always be able to, wealthy, affluent white yeah. women will always have access yes. to abortion. That's another thing, yes. right? There, there is white privilege. Yes. There is a racist, yes. um, you know, system. And they're and very upset that, you know, yeah. that they're in, in about three years, they will be the minority. Yep. So, you know, it's very interesting. Yeah. In three years, we're about to be the minority. Yeah. And this is coming from a white woman. Yes. And I, <laughs> and I appreciate you say, acknowledging Yeah, that. and assigned, assigned a female at birth, right. identify as cisgender. cisgender. Yeah. You know, straight, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I play for both teams. <laughs> well, there you go. Love it. Yes. Um, but so, yeah, that's one of the, the, the factors here. Uh, you guys are gender affirming and mm -hmm. um, led by uh, a, a black woman. A black woman. Yes. And Dr. Taylor Fantastic. is absolutely amazing. Awesome. Um, and like I said, she is a practicing Christian, but she does provide. Wow. She does provide a. Are you care. a practicing? Christian? I I am a practicing witch, but it's only for my She's own a spiritual witch. Yes, it's oh. for my own spiritual path. It's um I'm also in recovery. Yeah, I'm also a, a recovering drug addict. Oh, okay, okay. So like I I you know and for the longest time I was a militant agnostic. Oh wow. A okay. militant agnostic. I'm like I don't know. I don't want to know. I'm out. <laughs> so, yeah, love it. Yeah. So like and then um you know as I got more sober I needed to find something I could hang my hat on a little uh, more. But you know do I think it, it works? Do I have some level of imposter syndrome? Yeah. Probably. Uh, <laughs> but um. You know, but I mean, it's an instrument for you it's, to, it's, be, yeah, to become better, right? Yeah, and it's really just to kind of center myself, yeah. hang my hat on some sort of, of thing just because yeah. I have ADHD yeah, and I need too. to focus on something. Because, <laughs> you, know, um, you know, and the thing is, is recovery is possible yeah. with being an atheist. Yes. Um, you don't need a deity. Yes. Um, because even though certain things in nature can be quantified and broken down, mm -hmm. you still can't control it. Yep. Um, you yep. know, like I always tell my sponsees that are hardcore atheists, and I love them so much, <laughs> that go to the ocean, uh -huh. stand at the shore, okay. command the waves to stop. Can you do it? <laughs> no. No. Can you control it? Well, then there you go. It's something bigger than you. Because you, genius. <laughs> because you're literally in this self-destruct God mode, yes. like from The Sims. Yeah. <laughs> well, the problem with like these recovery programs is that they, they encourage helplessness, right? Well, I mean, so there is a level of powerlessness, powerlessness. and and that's different from yeah. helplessness. Powerlessness is is you've lost the the ability to okay, choose yeah. what's good go. for you. And then you have to look after some something higher than yourself. Right? Something that, that you, because you're, con and this is the thing with recovery, yeah, right? Yeah. Is that you have run on this self-will <laughs> this entire time. <laughs> and so this is telling you, you know what? Yeah. It's like a rogue wave. Mm. You are creating, you are literally a tsunami through everybody's life because mm. you're, you're toxic. Yeah. We're not telling you you're going to be toxic forever. Yeah. We're telling you, here's what you can do. Here are the self-care things you need to do. Yeah. Here's how you can be less selfish. You don't need a deity. Correct. And then the thing is, is that your power of choice gets given back to yes. you once you've stayed abstinence long enough. Right. Because now you can, when you do use, most addicts, when they do use, cannot control mm -hmm. once they use. But once yeah. you get the power of choice back, you know what's happening. And you go, you know what? I'm good. Thank you. Gotcha. You know, so it's not being powerless all the time or helpless all the time. Yeah. It's literally recognizing your toxicity, recognizing your mental illness, recognizing. Yeah. That's the hardest thing. Mm -hmm. And that some people need the 12 steps yeah. to do that. Other people can go to therapy and go, they'll be like, I believe you're an alcoholic. I believe you mm. should stop. Now, I believe everybody should go to treatment. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I say that is because alcohol withdrawal and benzo withdrawal are two of the most dangerous. You can die. Yeah. So. Heroin withdrawal, you wish you were dead. <laughs> These days, it's killing people. But yeah, alcohol actually yeah. is probably number one. Yeah, yeah. it causes seizures and causes yeah. your brain to go into a, a reset loop. Yeah. So I always recommend treatment. But after that, you know, you can go to Smart Recovery because that there is no, yes. you know, um, you could, and then there are other there are other practices. Um, some people are not even ne necessarily alcoholics; they're like situational alcoholics. Situational. Alcoholics. So like you know, a lot of trauma happened. Yeah. A lot of, 
Yeah. yeah, and then they can't, they lose control. Right, yeah. and you know, and then they're like, I don't know how I got stuck in this loop. Oh, simple. Yeah. <laughs> it's called trauma. That's the gateway drug. Uh, you know, and that's, exactly. that's for me, that's, and, you know, and most, and most people, uh -huh. the first trauma they have is religious. Yep. Because we're told immediately upon cognitive thought uh -huh. that we are, we are not good enough. You have to repent. And we have, we're bad. We're yeah. ba inherently bad immediately. Yep. And then we, and you're torturing a child who has no concept. They only know mom and dad and yes. what's awesome. Uh -huh. And children take on a fault. Like if you've ever talked to a divorced parent, or like a divorced kid, yeah. yep. they automatically think it's their fault. Mm -hmm. Like, so as, as a child being raised in a, in a religious household, mm -hmm. automatically we're told we're bad. Yep. yep. So how bad. is how is that how is that good? That's illegal. Yeah, like you know, they're talking about being groomed and indoctrinated yep. on the other side, but what are you doing to your children? Mm -hmm. What seriously? What are you yeah. doing to your children? So that's that's for me. <laughs> and but yeah. yes, this is this is, awesome. this is my pet. This is this I love is, it. I love Dr. Taylor. She's yeah. actually. So she's here. Yeah, she's here, but she's doing a speech right now gotcha so but she's well, amazing awesome. well thank you for the work that you do for your community um again De i apologize desert star, star institute for family planning perfect thank you so much so, and thank you yeah, you're yeah. amazing oh you're amazing stop <laughs> it i know i'm amazing right, but you are amazing <laughs> hi so we're here at the american atheist convention 2023 in phoenix arizona and i'm here with my friend kristen how are you kristen i'm fantastic how are you I'm fucking awesome are you having a good time i am having yeah. a great time yeah well, that was a great interview guys uh, is that all, did that... <laughs> all right so now i get 100 bucks right <laughs> five bucks can you just get a bible thing i'll take yes, bible thinking. we will do <laughs> So we met on TikTok, TikTok. and yeah. then we met in person last year at the National Convention in Atlanta. Yes. Yeah. So what's your story? Um, How long I have you was, been an atheist? I've been an atheist probably for about like 10 years or so. Oh, okay. So I kind of locked myself into religion. My mom was Catholic. My dad didn't really believe in anything. So I was, wasn't really raised in the church. And then I moved to the South and I wanted to go to these like hype Wednesday night, like youth group things that everyone went to. Really? And so I just like locked my own ass into religion and. Holy shit. Yeah, ended up going on like little mission trips. That's and all unusual. Kind of shit with my church. So yeah. But did you enjoy that community? In a way. I think it was more of like fitting in in a new yeah. place that I had moved and like getting involved and like everyone in the South goes to church. Yeah. Um, then I kind of started to realize when I started reading the actual Bible, I was like, this is a lot of bullshit. <laughs> so, oh and now God. I'm an atheist. So. That's fantastic. <laughs> now, your deconstruction uh, journey process was it quick? Was it slow? It was, was it kind of ongoing. I started having some doubts, and then I had kind of a family issue that popped up that sort of centered around religion. Uh, my mom started getting really back into Catholicism um, and went a little nuts. Mm. So because of that, it sort of pushed me to the edge, and that's where I kind of made that final step of like, you know, wow. fuck this shit. So. <laughs> now, the religion itself is one thing, but then the belief in a deity, how did you come about that? So like, I think it was just, I was upset at the time and that kind of made me mad. So you were mad at God. Yeah. In sort of a situation where I was like, so you're telling me that like all these shitty people, like family members that I know that are terrible are going to heaven, but my dad who's a non-believer is going to hell and he's yeah. the person who's gotten me through all this stuff. Yes. So that was kind of the catalyst of that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. And that's how I'm here. There you go. And then now I'm here and now I know you guys and it's the best. You're awesome. You're awesome. I know. I'm not going to debate that. You should. <laughs> Thank you.